Last week on Kids Corner, we heard the incredible story of Deborah. But the story isn't finished yet. More incredible, unbelievable things are about to happen. It's time for Kids Corner. Hi, Liz. 30 minutes of adventure. Well, it's only the coolest and most popular club in school. With Liz, Lucille, Skink, Spike, Scooter, Grandpa Noli, and all their friends. It isn't Liz and Lucille. So get set for lifetime adventures. Oh, I can't believe this. On Kids Corner. That is one strange lizard. At the end of last week's show, Maury was about to witness something that almost no one had ever seen before. Oh, my goodness. Maury, Maury, what is it? It's a... It's a... It's a what? A being. Like nothing I've ever seen before. What? It looks like... Looks like an angel. Gideon is approaching it. I'm gonna follow. Be careful, Maury. Sir... Who are you? The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Mighty warrior? Thus says the Lord, Go in the strength you have, and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? But Lord, how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. I will be with you, and you will strike down all the Midianites together. God be praised... If now I have found favor in your eyes, give me a sign that it really is you talking to me. What do you desire? Please, do not go away until I come back and bring my offering and set it before you. I will wait until you return. Thank you. Thank you. This has been an extraordinary conversation, to say the least, Liz. Gideon has run off to his house. Can you speak to the angel, Maury? I don't think I should, Liz. He seems to be meditating. I don't want to make him angry. Uh, no, no, not a good idea to anger an angel of the Lord. Liz, Gideon is running back up the path. He's carrying a large basket and... Ooh, whatever is in it smells delicious. He's going up to the angel. Sir, I've brought my offering. Please accept it on behalf of my people and myself. Take the meat and the unleavened bread. Place them on this rock and pour out the broth. Yes, sir. Gideon is doing as the angel asks. The angel is holding a staff in his hand. He's reaching it out and touching the food with the tip of the staff and... (gasps) Oh, my goodness! Maury, Maury, are you all right? Uh, Yes, yes, I think so. Maury, what happened? It was incredible. Fire fled from the rock. It consumed the meat and the bread. And the angel? He's... He... Maury. He's disappeared. He's gone. Well, okay, well, what about Gideon? He's on his knees, bowing down with his face to the ground. Let me get closer. Oh, Sovereign Lord. Oh, Sovereign Lord. Oh, Sovereign Lord. Uh, Gideon, are you all right? No. I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. I will die. I will die. Oh, sovereign Lord. Peace. Do not be afraid. You are not going to die. Maury, I thought you said the angel disappeared. He did. That voice came out of nowhere. 
What's that noise, Maury? Gideon is stacking rocks on top of each other. Uh, Gideon? Gideon, what are you doing? An altar. I must build an altar to the Lord God here on this spot. I will call it, The Lord is Peace. Well, it looks like he's going to be busy for a while here, Liz, so I'll send it back to you. Thank you, Maury Clumptoes. Cammy, it seems we've witnessed a bona fide miracle. Fire from heaven! Indeed. Though this is to be somewhat expected, fire is a recurring theme in miracles. Really? Oh, yes. For example, Moses and the burning bush in Exodus chapter 3, and the tongues of fire that rested upon the apostles on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. Fascinating. Thank you, Cammy. We want to return now to Bible News correspondent Lucille Monitor with a new development in this story. Lucille, what can you tell us? Liz, I'm back with Joe Ash. He seems to be in some sort of dispute with his neighbors. I'm going to get closer. Peace, my friends. Peace! There can be no peace, Joe Ash, after what has happened. What is the matter, Benjamin? Matter enough. Look, you have demolished your altar of Baal. What? I've done nothing of the sort! And how do you explain this? What? The altar has been destroyed and rebuilt, and now there is meat cooking on top of it. Not only that, but your Asherah pole is gone. Why did you do it, Joash? Why? I didn't! My friends, you must believe me. I did not do this act. Well, if you didn't, who did? I know who did it. It was Gideon. Gideon? My son? Yes, Last night I saw him and ten of his servants doing this terrible thing. Please, my friends, please. Benjamin and I will go and talk with my son. We will find out the truth. Come, Benjamin. They're headed back into the cave. I'll stay with them as long as I can. Gideon! Yes, father? Did you do it? Did you tear down the altar to Baal? Did you, my son? Yes, father. My servants and I did it. Because I was afraid of you and the people of the town, I did it at night. But I am afraid no longer. Have you gone mad? Why would you do this? The Lord came to me. The Lord? Yes, yesterday, under the oak tree, and again last night. He told me to take the bull from your herd, father, the one seven years old. That is my bull? Yes, And the Lord then told me to tear down your altar to Baal and cut down the Asherah pole beside it. Then build a proper kind of altar to the Lord God on top of this height. And using the wood from the Asherah pole, offer the bull as a burnt offering. You are mad. Don't you realize that altar and pole were the only things protecting us from the Midianites and Amalekites? The Lord God will protect us. Mad. Stark, raving mad. Uh, Benjamin, wait. My son, you have brought shame upon us, and danger as well. How could you do this? I must obey God. Gideon? Father, do you not love and fear the Lord? Those pagan idols were an affront to the God of our fathers. How could you have kept them on our land? You are right, my son. I am a weak man. Forgive me, O Lord, for being so blind... Benjamin is bringing the townspeople. You must go, my son. Father, I will talk to them. You must do as God tells you to do. Always. 
Now go. Yes, father. Where is he? Where is Gideon? Bring him out, Joash. Where is he? Bring him out. What do you want with my son? He must die. Because he has broken down Baal's altar and cut down the Asherah pole beside it. Are you going to plead Baal's cause? Are you trying to save him? No, we're trying to save ourselves. Whoever fights for Baal shall be put to death by morning. Joash. If Baal really is a god, Benjamin, he can defend himself when someone breaks down his altar. So, just let Baal take care of it, is that it? Maybe we should start calling Gideon Jerubbaal. Maybe you should. My friends, we are Hebrews, children of Israel, God's chosen people. We do not need Baal. What does this mean? Now go to your homes and leave me to mine. Joash is going deeper into the cave and the crowd is breaking up, Liz. Oh, exciting times here in Ofra, to say the least. Back to you. Thank you, Lucille Monitor. Well, Cammie, Joash showed a lot of backbone there. Indeed. It seems that Gideon's strong stance finally persuaded his father to do the right thing and follow the Lord God. What was that bit about calling Gideon Jerubbaal from now on? That is a recurring theme in the ancient world. A person often underwent a name change at significant moments in their lives. Abram became Abraham at making the covenant with God. Jacob became Israel after wrestling with God. So the pattern is holding with Gideon. Well, what does Jerubbaal mean? Let Baal contend with him because he broke down Baal's altar. Well, I don't know about Baal, but it certainly appears that the Midianites and Amalekites want to contend with Gideon. Bible News military analyst Spike Racerunner is also in Ophrah in the Holy Land and has more on that part of the story. Spike? Liz, we're receiving multiple reports now from all over that the Midianites and Amalekites and other eastern peoples have joined forces, crossed over the Jordan River, and are camping in the Valley of Jezreel. So it looks like this is the beginning of a full-scale invasion of Israel? That would be my guess, Liz. Is Israel doing anything to defend itself? Uh, Yes, that trumpet you're hearing is part of it. Sources tell me that the Spirit of the Lord has come upon Gideon, and he is blowing that trumpet to summon the Abiezrites to follow him. Oh, these are the same people who wanted to kill him a little while ago. Well, that's right, but he's not relying just on them. Gideon has also sent messengers throughout the territory of Manasseh, calling them to arms, and also into Asher, Zebulun, and Naphtali, so that they too will join him, ready to fight. Thank you, Spike Race Runner. And so, as it has happened so often throughout history, war seems inevitable. But whether the Israelite farmers under Gideon's leadership can stand up to the powerful forces of the eastern countries remains to be seen. Whatever the outcome, rest assured we'll be here to bring it to you. A few days have passed, and both Israel and the eastern forces have consolidated their armies. We want to play a tape for you now from Bible News correspondent Maury Klumptos detailing some very unusual happenings during the past two nights. Can we run that tape, please? Though we're on the brink of war, the nights here at Gideon's headquarters have been peaceful for the most part. Then two nights ago, I heard Gideon stirring. I followed him onto the threshing floor and found him praying this prayer. God of my fathers, if you will save Israel by my hand as you have promised, look, 
I will place a wool fleece here on the threshing floor. If there is dew only on the fleece in the morning, and all the ground is dry, then I will know you will save Israel by my hand, as you said. Naturally curious, I made sure I rose with Gideon early the next day. The ground around the fleece was completely dry. Gideon took the fleece and squeezed it to wring it out. There's enough dew in this fleece to fill up a whole bowl. God be praised. Though Gideon was happy, he apparently wasn't satisfied. Last night I caught up with him in the same spot as he prayed another prayer. God of my fathers, do not be angry with me. Let me make just one more request. Allow me one more test with the fleece. This time, make the fleece dry and the ground covered with dew. This morning, I again followed Gideon onto the threshing floor. This is what we found. All the ground is covered with dew, but the fleece is bone dry. Praise be to God! This is Maury Klumptoes reporting. I've just received word that the Israelite army is on the move. We want to go to our embedded Bible news correspondents on the scene, Lucille Monitor and Spike Race Runner. Spike, let's start with you. What's going on? It's early morning here, Liz, and amazing things are happening. First of all, Gideon has moved his men to a camp at the Spring of Herod, on the side of Mount Gilead. The Midian camp is north of us in the valley near the Hill of Morah. Now, there's nothing particularly amazing about that, and I don't know if you can tell, but there are a lot fewer people here now. I can't really tell. Uh, trust me, there are, and there's a very good reason for that. A little while ago, I have it here on tape, Gideon made the most astounding announcement. Here, O Israel! Anyone who trembles with fear may turn back and leave Mount Gilead. That's... that's extraordinary. I know. We're all stunned here. But even more stunning is the fact that a lot of the army took Gideon up on his offer. How many? 22,000. What? That's right. 22,000 men just got up and left. The army was undermanned and outnumbered as it was, and now Gideon has just sent home more than two-thirds of his forces? That's incredible. Did he explain why? No, I didn't get a chance to... Yes, Lucille? I was with Gideon shortly after he made that announcement. He told me that the Lord spoke to him again and said, and I quote, You have too many men for me to deliver Midian into your hands. In order that Israel may not boast against me, that her own strength has saved her, announce now to the people, anyone who trembles with fear may turn back and leave Mount Gilead. Truly astounding. Where are you now, Lucille? We're at the spring. For the past several minutes, the men have been getting a drink, and Gideon and his servant Pura seem to be separating them in some way. Separating them? Yes. Let me see if I can find out what's going on. Gideon? Gideon! Yes? What exactly are you doing here? The Lord has told me. There are still too many men. Take them down to the water, and I will sift them for you there. If I say this one shall go with you, he shall go. But if I say this one shall not go with you, he shall not go. I see. And how are you and the Lord deciding this? The Lord has told me. Separate those who lap the water with their tongues like a dog from those who kneel down to drink. Thank you, Gideon. Liz, it looks like the selection process is almost complete here. I see a small group of men standing off to the right, and... Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt, Lucille, but Spike Race Runner is with that small group. Spike, are these men the lappers or the kneelers? I've been asking that question, Liz, and it appears that these guys are the lappers. There are about 300 of them. All the rest got down on their knees to drink. 
Looks like Gideon doesn't want this small group for some reason. I'm sorry to cut in, Spike, but Gideon is about to make an announcement. You, 300! I will keep you with me. The rest of you, go to your homes! What? That's unbelievable! He's destroyed his whole army. It's just wrong. Lucille, Lucille, can you get a word from Gideon? Yeah, I think so. Gideon, Gideon, why have you done this? The Lord said to me, with the 300 men that lapped, I will save you and give the Midianites into your hands. Let all the other men go, each to his own place. There you have it, Liz. On orders from God, Gideon is sending the rest of the Israelites home by keeping the 300 who are taking over the provisions and trumpets of the others. Back to you. Thank you, Lucille and Spike. Cammie, any thoughts on this extraordinary turn of events? Well, they're stunning to say the least. Gideon is following the word of the Lord exactly. Which, of course, if he really has heard from God, is always a good idea. Well, yeah, of course. But how can he hope to prevail with such a small number? We might want to recall something Joash, Gideon's father, said earlier. If Baal really is a god, he can defend himself. Well, if the Lord God is God, nothing is beyond him. Well, while this has been happening, Bible News correspondent Maury Klumptoes has somehow managed to get into the camp of the Midians. He's undercover, and we want to go to him now. Maury, are you there? Yes, Liz. Believe it or not, I'm up in a tree. In a tree? Uh, you'll understand why in a moment. I'm going to have to be very quiet in order to stay undercover. I understand. What can you tell us about the Midianite camp? Liz, in a word, it's huge. The Midianites, the Amalekites, and all the other eastern peoples here in the valley are as thick as locusts. Their camels could no more be counted than the sand on the seashore. And yet there is a restlessness in a camp, almost as though a cloud of doom has settled over the army. What do you mean? Well, that's why I'm up in this tree. I'm above a small camp where two soldiers are approaching. I'm going to lower the mic to see if we can pick up on their conversation. Then you'll understand what I mean. Here we go. Okay, just be careful, Maury. Tell me your dream, my friend, and I will try to explain it to you. It was very odd. I had a dream that a round loaf of barley bread came tumbling into our camp. Barley loaf? <laughs> yes. It struck the tent with such force that the tent overturned and collapsed. Uh... What does it mean? This can be nothing other than the sword of Gideon, son of Joash, the Israelite. Joash. God has given the Midianites and the whole camp into his hands. What was that? Someone in the bushes. Oh. Oh. Ah! Who are you? Who, me? Yeah. I'm, I'm Maury Clumptoe. from Bible News. Uh, I'm a member of the press. A spy. Take him. Yes. No, 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 no. No, no, I'm with Come the press. I, I, wait, wait. No, no, no. Maury? Maury? We appear to have lost contact with Maury Klumptos. We'll try to get it back. But we're receiving word now from both Lucille Monitor and Spike Race Runner in the Israelite camp. Lucille, what's going on? Liz, during the night, Gideon and his servant Pura slipped out of the camp and disappeared. They've just come back and things are moving fast. Gideon is talking to get his up. men. Praise be to God. Get up, men of Israel. The Lord has given the Midianite camp into your hands. What are you talking about, Gideon? During the night, the Lord told me, Get up, go down against the camp, because I am going to give it into your hands. If you are afraid to attack, go down to the camp with your servant Pura and listen to what they are saying. Afterward, you will be encouraged to attack the camp. Pura and I have just returned. 
The Lord has struck fear into their hearts. We must attack now. What are your orders, Gideon? We will divide into three companies. One hundred men will go with you, Pura. One hundred with you, Benjamin. And one hundred with me. Each man will have a trumpet and a jar with a torch inside. Do you understand? Yes, yes Gideon. Gideon yes. yes. Watch me. Follow my lead. When I get to the edge of the camp, do exactly as I do. When I and all who are with me blow our trumpets, then from all around the camp blow yours and shout, For the Lord and for Gideon! Yes, Gideon. Yes, it shall be done. Everyone is scrambling to get into place, Liz. I'll try to stay with Gideon. Hey, Spike here, Liz. I'm with Pura's men. They all have trumpets and jars with torches in them. And we're headed to the valley toward the western part of the Midian camp. We're also on the move, Liz. Benjamin's men are headed toward the eastern part of the enemy's lines. I can see the Midianite campfires just up ahead. I can see them, too. At this time of night, they should be in the middle of changing the guard. Hey, listen, both of you. You need to be on the lookout for Maury, okay? He's trapped in the Midianite camp. This is it, Liz. The trumpets are blowing. They're smashing the jars. They have the torches. What's happening? are blowing their trumpets now. And I can't be sure, but incredible! What? What is it? The Midianites are fighting against each other. Gideon, how did you do this? It was not I. The Lord has caused the men throughout the camp to turn on each other with their swords. They look like they're running away. Hurrah! Yes, Gideon. Send messengers throughout the hill country of Ephraim, saying... Come down against the Midianites and seize the waters of the Jordan ahead of them as far as Beth Barah. It shall be done. The Midianites are running. Liz, I'm sure of it. Lucille, I'm sorry to interrupt again, but we've just made contact with Maury Contos. Maury, are you all right? Yes, Liz. The Midianites are fighting with each other and running away. That's how I was able to get the microphone back. This is a true miracle, Liz. A miracle of God. Well... I would certainly have to agree. Cammy? What can I say? Seeing, or hearing in this case, is believing. Indeed. The God of the Israelites, our God, is God. Well, that's it for this special edition of Bible News. For Cammy Leon, Lori Clumptoes, Spike Race Runner, and Lucille Monitor, I'm Lizardo Lacerda, wishing you good journeys through God's Word. Gideon and Deborah believed in God and are two of the most courageous people in the Bible and in history. That is why they are two of my favorite characters from history. Very good, Liz. Very good indeed. After the battle, Israel enjoyed peace for the rest of Gideon's life. And because of his trust in God, this young man who started out so scared ended up being remembered as one of the bravest men in Israel's history. I'm glad that Liz did his report on two such important characters in history. They are great examples of courage and faith in God. They did what God told them to do because they knew that no one is greater than God. I hope that you'll remember this when you're afraid to do something that you know God wants you to do. When you are on God's side, you will always be a winner.